What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back with another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 28. You know how we do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I am so glad you are here with me. I am Jesse Holly. I am the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. You know what you got to do. Like, subscribe, comment. Do all of it. Share. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Make this a family situation. Driving home in traffic, working out in the gym, in the garage, in the bed, in the shower. Put me on. When you' about to get a little bit intimate, put me on. I can turn. The, I can turn the mood on. I can make the mood better. It ain't gonna get dry. It's gonna get wet when you put me on, ladies or men. However, y'all want to get down. Just put me on. Let me go in the back and loop. Let me just loop in the back. Um. But yeah, all that good stuff, man. I'm so excited to be here again with you guys today. You guys know how I like to get down. I like to do my motivation in the front at the beginning because, let's be honest, a lot of y'all not going to be here at the end. It's okay. It's, 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 perfectly, it's perfectly, perfectly fine. I'm not for everybody. But give me three lessons. Pick any episodes that you want. 15 minutes. And if you don't like me after those three episodes and those three 15 minutes, pick three more. Pick three more. And I promise you... You will like me um, after that. All right. So you guys know um, I, I am an advocate for mental health. Um, therapy was phenomenal to, phenomenal today. And, and shout out to my therapist. Thank you so much, Dr. J. Um, Herbert J. Hayes. Thank you so much, Doc. And you, 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 you sent me off today. Like I, You sent me off today, and I, I must come and share with you. So don't worry about this. I already paid for this, but I want to share it with you guys. And I love my therapist because, one, I got one of the best therapists in the, in the world. I went in the world. Now, I, put, I stand on business when it comes to, come to that. But what I love about my therapy sessions is there is no, no by-the-book way that I think you should do therapy. I think you should have a relationship with your therapist and he or she, whoever that may be, should understand you and then curtail your sessions to things and ways that you understand. Help you better digest the message. And today was phenomenal. And it's going to sound a little bit kind of, some of y'all might not get it, but if you just stick with me, you'll understand where I'm going. And today we use music today. And one of the artists that we used was fabulous, right? Fab. And a lot of y'all that a lot of y'all know mixtape fab is nice. And and so he asked me today, he said, you know, we talked about you, Jesse, being outside. You know, what you're doing with unfiltered. Are, are you outside? I, and he said, last time we talked about it, he was like, yeah, we we getting there, but we ain't quite got everything that we need to really be outside shouting like we outside. And he said to me, he said this. He said, you nice. He said, you nice at what you do. You're damn good at what you do. So what you should be doing is like mixtape fab. Yeah, mixtape fab may not have the success, commercial success of Jay-Z or Drake or Anaz or anyone else, Rick Ross or anybody like that. But everybody knows that if you get on a song or mixtape fab, get in his mixtape fab bag, not too many people going to body him on a verse. And he said, that's the approach that you got to take. Sure. You're not up there with Pat McAfee and them neck as far as numbers. Sure, you're not up there yet with maybe with Club Shay J as far as numbers. 
making the money that they make. He said, but I bet, I would bet any amount of money that if those people had to sit across from you and debate you or put content out at, like yours, I, I guarantee you, you would do as good and uh, if better. He said, so you got to walk in a way that's saying that you outside. And let folks know, announce yourself as I'm outside. And, and, and respecting to all those who are doing podcasts and in this podcast realm and world, uh, let them know you outside. See, when Deion Sanders went to, to Colorado, what's the first thing that he said? He said, I don't know about none of y'all just yet. They go, your quarterback. Folks ain't really seen Shador play. He, he ain't seen nobody on film yet play at Colorado. Don't know what his roster is, but he said, he nice. And I'm going to announce it. He then said, I have the best two-way player in the country. You're like, you guys are coming from HBCU. That's small-time competition. Lo and behold, Travis Hunter, before he got hurt, was the best two-way player in the country. And so I'm saying this because I want you to understand. You nice. You outside. And you have to be able to step and walk in such a way that even though you ain't, the, even though the awards and the money and the accolades and the numbers or anything that you, it, it ain't came yet. It's on the way. But you have to present yourself to the folks as I'm nice. And guess what? Those that look around and go, I don't really know if he really that. Try me. Try me. Try me. If you're watching this and you think, oh, I'm better, try me. Try me. Sit across from me and have a debate with me. I'll body you. Sit across from me and try to give content. You can't. I'm nice. I'm nice. And I don't care what platform that anybody's on. Respect everybody's platform. Do your thing. All that kind of good stuff. I'm nice. You're nice. If you fry chicken, you're the nicest chicken fryer around. See, right now you might be just selling plates on Saturday. You know those $12 plates, $13, $14 plates you play on? But you got to walk outside and say, ain't nobody in this city frying chicken better than me. Yet your restaurant ain't come yet. Your pop-up shop ain't come yet. You nice. You got to let. You gotta put folks on notice. And if so-and-so down the, down the street, they got a chain restaurant going, your chicken ain't better than mine, see me. Respectfully get these hands. Now, I don't mean in a violent way. I'm, I, I mean I mean metaphorically. Get these hands. I'm nice. If you make clothes, if you're a florist, if you're a mechanic, you're the, you, you outside. Nobody does breaks better than you. Nobody. You nice. Let these folks know. Right now, you just may be on the in, on the block. You may be the uncle with the cigarette and the six pack, but you could you could turn a you could turn around and turn an engine, uh, uh, alternator, brakes, whatever, better than anybody. You just ain't you ain't in the dealership right now. Let folks know you nice. Let people know you outside. There's no more allowing yourself to be boxed in. Do you not shrinking yourself no more? I am not shrinking myself no more. And this isn't arrogance. This is my gift. Period. You nice. So when you outside, don't be don't be on the porch like a puppy. Let's get off the porch. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to me. We off the porch. We outside. We nice. Nah, I nah. I look at my numbers, and I'm like, I've been I've been doing this for two and a half months. Views, 
going up. I'm nice. Well, Jez, there's so many podcasts in the world that you're doing podcasts or in the world that I want to do a podcast in. They ain't your podcast. They ain't seen yours yet. I don't care. You, you could give you could give a hundred podcasters the same material, the same information, the same statistics, and say, all right, all of y'all do a podcast with the same information. Mine is the nicest. Because they can't deliver the way that I deliver. They can't give you what I can give you. They don't do it the way that I do it, with the passion, with the intelligence, with the pizzazz, with the swag. We can all have the same information. They ain't seen unfiltered. They ain't seen unfiltered. We nice. Folks that's on my team, we nice. Tay nice. Camera producer, we nice. I'm putting him up against anybody. Now what? You got a camera producer? I'm putting Tay up against anybody. Let's go. And we ain't even really got all our stuff together yet. That's the confidence that you have to walk in. And if you're leading anything, a family, a team, yourself, everybody around you, it's, your, it's now your job. I've given you the responsibility. You got to put the battery in the back of everybody that's around you, that's in your circle, and you got to let them know you nice. And when we go outside, I'm putting you up against anybody. And if they ain't ready for that responsibility, you tell them kindly, then you, you, you're not ready to be in my circle. Because when we go outside, I tell folks right now, ain't nobody better than my therapist. I got the best therapist in the country. I got the best nail tech in the country. Keep my manicure and pedicure right. I got the best hair. My bet, my, I got the, shout out to CJ and Mastercraft in Louisville. I got the best barber. What's up? I'm putting my folks on notice. We outside. It's your turn. You outside. Let folks know. That went a little long, but I, I had to get that off my chest. That was on me. That was on me from therapy. I paid for it already. You got it now for free. All you got to do is watch the episodes. You nice. You outside. Let everybody know. Put folks on notice. I'm outside. Try me. Respectfully and metaphorically, you're going to get these hands. Period. All right, let's get into this thing. Let's get into this show. I had to, hey, Tay, I had to get it off my chest for a second. It ain't, it ain't arrogance. It's just it's my gift. Ain't no more boxing my gift up. I'm outside. You outside too. You, whoever, you watching this right now. You are outside. Let's go. All right, man, let's get into this Cowboys Ranch preview. This Sunday, 12 noon, taking off at AT&T Saturday. The Cowboys, they're pretty good at home. Ten straight game dating back to 2022. The Cowboys, when they play at home, no matter who they play at home, they win. They're looking for their 11th straight game at AT&T Stadium. This comes against the person that, honestly, let's be, let's be truthful, they should beat the Rams. Now, I know that's why they play the games on Sunday and we watch it each and every week. I think one of the reasons why the NFL is one of the most, is probably the most popular North American sport is the parody. Is that even... When you're riding high, you can get beat on any given Sunday. And, the, and that the number of games, and even though they added games to the season, the number of games that are played, the, the, the amount is a little bit more crucial. Like college football is kind of predictable. Like I can give you, uh, hey, here's going to be the top four or five teams. And when we get to December and January, they're probably the top four or five teams. 
The NFL is honestly like the, the way the rosters churn every single year. You see the numbers that will show you almost every year. Five teams that didn't make the playoffs one year make the playoffs the next year. It, it's always this constant churning of, 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 of games. And week in and week out, you think, boy, the Chiefs can't lose to so-and-so, they lose. The Niners can't lose to so-and-so, they lose. Philly can't lose any given Sunday. The way that ball bounces at times, you just never know how that thing is going to go. Sometimes style makes fights. You think you have a really good team, but that particular team just had something a little bit better than what you had. Their game plan plus their Jimmys and Joes matched up just a little bit better than yours. But the Cowboys get ready to take on the Rams. And, and for me, the Cowboys, it, it really, when you're on a bye, it really helps you offensively. It should. I should say that. It should. It should be a place where you're now able to go back and to tweak some things. At this point in time of the year, you're not making wholesale changes. Unless there's major injuries that are happening, the wholesale change doesn't happen in the in season. That's an out-of-season thing, training camp thing, as you work through those hotel things. But this is tweaking, right? The Cowboys should be go back in there and tweak some things out just a little bit. I think the biggest thing that they have to do, if they're going to see some success, is they got to get more creative on offense. Dak Prescott, we saw him win at all costs a week ago um, against the, the Chargers. You saw him extend plays, use his legs, be kind of almost like he was rookie Dak. That has to continue. I'm not saying he has to be Lamar Jackson. No, that's just not who he is. But he has to be better at, at putting the team on his back in critical moments. Right? Um, I, I think productivity-wise, um, CeeDee Lamb should be getting the ball without complaints. There, there shouldn't have to be a, a, a diva moment for CeeDee Lamb to get the ball. CeeDee Lamb, when actually targeted, has an 80% reception completion percentage when you actually throw him the football. 80%. 80% of the time when you throw the ball to 88, it's a catch. I went to public school, high school, and public college. 80% completion, damn good. I might want to rethink getting that dude the ball more often without complaint, without him having to pout and not show his $40,000 by cuspis. The Cowboys have to kind of get a little bit of motion, right? Brandon Cooks was brought here to be an explosive player. They have neutered him in the explosive arena. They have clipped him of his wings when it comes to being explosive. And you're saying, well, where, where, where's Brandon Cooks? Well, this is the trick that the pony does, and we're not giving the pony the opportunity to eat the carrot. We're not even dangling it in front of him. So teams are even playing you in such that we didn't. We, you wonder why the run game can't get going outside of them not really blocking well? Simple mathematics says if I am the safeties and the linebackers and I'm not worried about anything going over my head vertically down the field, then I'm, I'm spending my time closer towards the line of scrimmage. What does that mean? Second-level lanes are shorter because there are more guys around the football. If I'm in shotgun, if I'm Tony Pollard and, and Dak Prescott and I'm in shotgun, I'm relatively six yards from where the ball is being snapped, six or seven yards. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, maybe a yard between the offensive and defensive line. So we're talking about seven yards, right? Now, 
if I'm a safety who's coming up and filling the gap and I don't, I'm not threatened by anything that you do vertically, well, I'm not getting when you watch the Miami, when you watch the Miami Dolphins play, watch where the safeties are at. They're 20 yards away. Because they're like, this is a lot of speed and they go in vertical, so we need to get back. Watch the Cowboys play. Safety's 12 yards away from the line of scrimmage. So if you seven yards back and the safety's 12 yards back at the snap of the ball when you try to run the ball, he's coming downhill because there's no real threat, consistent threat of you throwing the ball vertically over their head. They're coming downhill. They're not taking re steps to go back. They're coming downhill. Now at the mesh point, the running backs are only getting three, maybe four yards a pop because you got everybody in their mama around the line of scrimmage because you won't go vertically. At least... At a rate that people fear it, or not even fear it, respect it. Because you may go deep one time, but a team's going to go, all right, oh, well, they, won, they won the battle one time. If there's 70 plays in this game and they only beat us one time down the field for a 20-plus yard pass, I promise you every DB, defensive coordinator, DB coach, safety coach will live with that. We'll live with it. But you crack them over the head for four, five, 25-plus yard plays, it changes the way that they play defense. Now gives you more area for running the football. So I'm praying that the Cowboys work through that because it's going to be necessary. When you look at what the Rams do defensively, Raheem Morris is their defensive coordinator. And, and what Raheem Morris, what he likes to do, he, it, it looks like a 3-4, th excuse me. But as I'm watching film, I, I kind of want to call it a 4-2-4. And the reason why I wanted to call it, I'm sorry, a 5-2-4 is because of the size, pause, of the guys up front. They're, they're, one of their defensive ends are 6'5", 310 pounds. That ain't a defensive end. That's a, that's a, literally, that's a nose tackle. He's athletic. The other guy, number zero, Young, he's about, they list him at 250. If he's 250, I'm light-skinned. I'm being honest. If that joke of 250... I'm a high yellow dude. Nothing against my light brights. Nothing against my envelopian colored people. But I ain't that. He got to be 270. So you look across the defensive line, is you're looking at, on average, 285 pounds. That's, that's more of a 5'2 than it is a 3'4. Those ain't linebackers. Those defensive, those defensive linemen. And then, of course, they got the great... My, my, my former MCM, my NFL MCM, number 99, Aaron Donald. Aaron's not, let me, let, me, let me say this as respectfully as I can for the great Aaron Donald. He is not the three-time defensive player of the year anymore. And I, don't, I mean that respectfully. Please, Aaron, I love you. He's still a damn good player. Still quick, still strong, still great with getting hands, uh, uh, keeping your hands off of him. Again, he's just, you get older, you get years in, he's, he's 10, 11 years in, he's just not, he's just not that guy. He's, he's just not the three time. If you give him one-on-one -on -one matchups all day, he's probably going to win most of them. Just out of sheer, I'm better than you. But he is blockable. But he's still, you know, and, 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 and guys play different when they go and play the Rams 
uh, oh, sorry, when they go play Pittsburgh or they go play Arizona, opposed to when they play the Cowboys. That's just facts. I know that for a fact. I play for uh, I play for the franchise. I know how people approach it. In college, I know when I played basketball at UNC, you got everybody's best. Whether it was a school in Durham, whether it was a little brother in Raleigh, whether it was a Southwest, Dakota, Northwest, whoever, you got everybody's best because of the name across your chest. The star on your helmet. So Aaron might he might he might dial back to that. But outside of that, their linebackers are okay. In the secondary, they like to play. Uh, their, their base is cover four, and, and what I mean by cover four, think about the, the length of the football field, sideline to sideline. And cover four is just this: we call it cover four, or you call it quarters coverage. Take the football field and break it down into four quadrants. Quarter, 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 quarter. Cover four. Quarter coverage. So when you hear quarter coverage, just know that's what it is. That's one DB saying, I have this quarter of the field, infinity. I have this quarter of the field, infinity. I have this quarter of the field, infinity. I have that quarter. Safeties, the two middle quarters, cornerbacks, the two. And then from that, Raheem Morris likes to give you these different pre-snap versus post-snap looks. And this is where quarterbacks get in trouble. When I watched the Arizona game, uh, um, Josh Dobbs, and this is why Dak got to get back to that unbutton the shirt, loosen up the tie, step inside the booth, Superman is alive. This is when Dak got to get back into that Superman bag. Uh, not necessarily being the hero, but understand when is the moment that I need, to, I, I, need to, I need to go from Clark Kent to Superman. I need to go from regular Dak to Super Dak. I need to go from... Rain to damn Dakota. I need to go to that part. I need to go there sometimes. One thing that Josh Dobbs did, because they want to give you these one look at pre-snap and then at, at the snap of the ball, they, they do these weird configurations. It starts at quarter coverage, ends up cover six. Sometimes it's cover one. Sometimes it's cover two. They, all this, they leave guy, free-running guys here and there because passing stuff off. Sometimes the communication doesn't work well. Raheem Morris the defensive coordinator, he has a style that requires more than just dudes. Like He has a style that requires more guys on the level and caliber of Aaron Donald. Right? Like, like, like those type of Jimmys and Joes. At least a couple of them. I think these guys, they're NFL players, so again, no disrespect to them. But it's, he's used to having a top 10 corner, top 10 safety, you know, linebacker, top 10 linebacker. Because now, with, with that, I got communication plus sheer athleticism. They're leaving guys, at, at times, free running because they just don't have the speed or the technique or the athleticism to get there. So Raheem Morris, he's still trying to run his stuff. But what makes it, what makes it a... A beatable defense is if you can extend the plates a little bit longer. Because they're going to rush five guys. And I love this stat. This, this plays into why Dak Prescott has to be at his best uh, right there. Dak Prescott is, has a 72% completion percentage when teams rush five or more guys. Basically, when, guys, when, they, when they send five or more guys blitzing, so to speak, Dak Prescott is on. He's on the money, 72%. So this Rams defense, it, it, it has its ways of giving up 
the panties. I'm not going to go too deep into that, but they just, they sometimes are out there butt naked. They leave guys out there butt naked. But it, it, if the quarterback doesn't have the time because of the people that they're rushing, then it doesn't matter. So I think Dak has to use his athletic ability. I saw that with Josh Dobbs being able to escape the pocket, make plays downfield because he's extended to play a little bit longer. I think that will help the Cowboys in this matchup. Offensively, I still think McVay is one of the best minds in football. Matthew Stafford, while he isn't a, a top 10 quarterback, he, ha- he still has one of the top 10 arms. His arm talent is still there. He can still throw from any platform. He's gotten his dog back. Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush, Cooper Cup, who was out with the hamstring injury for a long time, is back. Well, while he was gone, while Cooper Rush was around the country trying to Cooper Cup, golly, Cooper Cup was around the country trying to get his hamstring right. He went from a Koopa to a Puka. And Puka Nakua has just been a dog. Right now, he has almost 800 yards receiving. He's on pace for 1,800 yards. They've basically found Cooper, Cooper, Cup, 2.0. Who they found? Runs like him, about the same size, strong hands. Um, their running game, they're evolving their running game. They're starting to run it back. Kyron Williams, uh, he's out. He was, at, he was at almost 500 yards rushing before he got hurt. So now they're mixing their running backs up. So they're trying to find a way to, to run the football. But what, what, what Shanahan, what Shanahan, what McVay is going to do is he's going to find the matchups. He's going to use Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. And then the, the one X factor that they had, two X factors, I'll say, is Tutu Atwell. He is, he's a shifty, fast guy. Um, they move him around a lot. Like he is their movable guy. They like to keep Puka and Koopa kind of on their sides. They're not really a lot of motion guys. They'll motion Cooper, Cooper Cup every now and again. But Tutu is the guy that they move around a lot. And, and with his speed and athleticism, he can hurt you. And then it's Tyler Higby, the tight end. And for the Cowboys, we used to have a tight end eliminator in J-Ron Curse. Haven't been that that much this year. I think Donovan Wilson, I, I hope that he's found his sea legs and now we can get back to that because they're going to target Hibby about three to five times, and he can make some plays. So when they begin to – they're in – they're going to be in 11 personnel, three wide receivers, three wide receivers, one tight end, which will be Higby. They'll try to use him to block. I think, I think when they try to use him to block, it's just like we have to do this just because because we, we don't want to bring somebody else in the block so that when he comes in, we know that he's in the pass. He's not a really good blocker, but they leave him in the block. And he gets dominated, he gets moved around. But the plus is that for Tyler Higby, he's able to be a really good pass-catching tight end. But they're going to be in 11 personnel at least 80% of the a lot, uh, a lot. And they're going to try to find the matchups. And the Cowboys defensively with the injuries that they've had, they're going to have to figure things out. Now, I've been a Deron Bland fan. I think he's one of those guys who attacks the football. 
the guy to me that's becoming a little bit of a liability, I know you're going to say, well, he made the game with an interception against the Chargers. I said this in training camp, and I'm, I'm believing it now. It's when teams make Stephon Gilmore run. If you allow him to keep everything in front of you, in front of him, he's great. He can read, uh, uh, he can read concepts. He can read routes. He'll rally. He'll make plays on the ball when it's in front of him. But if you put him on the run, whether that's deep, whether that's over routes, if you make him have to chase the receiver, he's, he suffers. He suffers. He suffers a lot. So with the Cowboys defensively, it's now, I think, for, for them to stop an offense like a McVay offense, got to get to Matthew Stafford. Because the thing about Matthew Stafford is, and he's always been that way, even his time in Detroit, he trusts, he trusts the, 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 the arm cannon that he has to make throws that he probably shouldn't make. And it isn't as strong as it once was. And he'll take quarterbacks like Matthew Stafford who have those powerful arms, the, like, like, the, like the Patrick Mahomes of the world, the Aaron Rodgers of the world, the Burroughs of the world, the Allens of the world. They have this arrogance about them where passes shouldn't go there, but they believe that their arm talent is so great that they can kind of sneak footballs in places that they probably shouldn't go. Now, with Puka and Koopa, they come down with it. Really strong at the point of, at the point of attack. Really good hands from those two. Tutu is good as well. But Matthew Stafford will give you one or two. He will give it to you. He will give up the ghosts. He will give up the panties. You got to be there. To, you got to be there to, to make it happen. If it's a contested catch and it's Puka or Cooper Cup, you're in for a battle. But I think guys like Deron Bland, who's also an, an attacker when the ball's in the air, the possibility for them coming down with it, I like it. I like it. But the Cowboys are going to have to be. They're going to have to be in place to do that. This is going to be a good matchup. A winnable matchup for the Cowboys, I believe. I do. A winnable matchup. But a matchup that they're going to have to come and play. Because the Rams are going to try to come in here and spoil your Sunday. 12 noon game at AT&T Stadium. I'll get into more of the Cowboys later on this week. But that's kind of my preview matchup uh, against those guys. Moving right along. I can't, I can't bury the lead. I know Cowboys are big bro of the city. They ain't big bro to everybody. They big bro of the city. But right now, the Rangers headed to the World Series to face the Diamondbacks. Now, I, I, I don't want to be I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I don't. This is an exciting moment. But I, you know, this is unfiltered. So I got to say what's on my mind. It's unfiltered. Rangers, Diamondbacks may not be the most sexy matchup. May not be the most sexy. I don't know if this is going to be record-breaking rankings of viewership. And it's no fault to the Rangers. It's no fault to the Diamondbacks. Congrats to both of those teams. But both of these teams 
They don't have the sexy names. Their, 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 their young stars aren't the top prospects. I know that Matt Serger is there, but he ain't, he ain't, he ain't the once the Matt Mac that he used to be, the almighty fearful one. There isn't a lot of names that you can look. There, now, there's some names that emerge. I think El Bombay has kind of put himself on the market, on the radar as being a, a postseason dominant player. And now next year you'll come into that. I think Corey, a guy like Corey Seager, he's a good player. He's a good player. I don't know if you would put him in the conversation of, I mean, he might have won the he might have won the he might have won the MVP had it not been for a guy named Shohei. He'd have been in the conversation. But maybe this is my maybe this is my 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 fight and my gripe with MLB. It's the marketing of these guys. Now I get it. Arizona as a as a as a state. They ain't the best. Yeah, Phoenix kind of has gotten to their they got in their bag and people are kind of supporting them. You get KD, you got Brad Beal, uh Bradley Beal and and you got Devin Booker. And basketball is an indoor sport, so you don't have to worry about the elements. Their football team ain't that exciting. Their hockey team, they share a stand with the locals, with the local hockey kids. 5,000 seats. So they're down there with the, the Arizona, uh, Arizona State, the Sun Devils. Why would you put a hockey team in Arizona? That just doesn't make, that doesn't feel very hockeyish to me. And even the Diamondbacks, like I don't want to, I don't want to raid on anyone's parade. Shout out, shout out to my pops, Jeff Bannister, on the Diamondbacks. But they, these aren't the two sexiest teams. They aren't. But nonetheless, both of these teams have put together seasons, and both of these teams, if we're being completely honest, if you and I are being unfiltered with one another, they're ahead of schedule. Arizona's, they have some young talent. They have some young pieces. But Arizona's probably two, three years away from supposed to being at this point. The Rangers are probably one, maybe two, a year's away from truly competing. Go from 68 wins to 90 wins. Like there are steps, there, there, there normally are steps in every sport to getting to that pinnacle of being a contender. You know, they took out the Astros. That was that was a team who kind of was was down in the dumps and, and, and worked their way back up to a national prominent team and found themselves in the ALCS for seven straight seasons. I think when the Rangers decided to make the moves and fire everybody in house and give CY the complete control to do things that you didn't think in this amount of time, you know, had to drag. Drag Bruce Bosi off the couch and say, "Hey, I need you to come coach." He was like, "Oh well, uh, this knee, my hip, you know, my back, my back. My, it's a bacchiotomy." All right, I'll come. Pause. <laughs> I have way too much fun doing this 
But, but, but Bochi comes and he gathers these people up and they pay Simeon and Seeger and they, they give all this money out to guys and they, 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 they found a guy in, 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 in El Bombay and Evan Carter they, that no one knew about. And they start putting these pieces together. They pay for aging pitching that's always hurt, but that's another story for another day. And there are these ups and downs and ebbs and flow throughout the season, and they're here. But this, is, this will always be my fight with MLB is that you do not market your players, your teams, your league good enough. You just don't. And I know that every town, not a baseball town, there's a few. There's like Boston and New York and the, the Cardinals. and There's a few. Arizona alone. But overall... MLB, you just don't market the guys, the teams, your league, I feel, in the way that makes this a profitable experience. Like people, like, I don't know how many fans are actually going to tune in to watch from Arizona. To tune in to watch the Diamondbacks. Unfortunate. Because these guys have worked their tail, tails off 162 plus to get to this point. I, I think as a fan base, I, I like the Rangers. But even, even for the Rangers, there, there were talks at the game in, 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 in Arlington that you had the ushers telling folks to sit down. Where they do that at? Sit down? We were in the ALC. Sit down? Sit down? Say, say church. This ain't an opera. This ain't a Broadway play. Playoff baseball. Get drunk. Cheer. Yell. Fuss. Cuss. Rally towels. Rally hats. Eat your glizzies in public if you want to. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you want to down a boomstick in front of everybody, gobble it up. Pause. Not my cup of tea. You have at it. <laughs> but this is two teams where if I had to talk about them as a whole, two teams that just figured it out. Just figured it out. The guys who they needed to step up and, 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 and really make plays, they just figured it out. Coaching, pitching, bullpens, timely hitting, they just figured it out. Bats was dead, came alive. Bullpens was shaky, got a little sturdy. Don't really have a bunch of H's around there. We got two. We're going to go with them. Montgomery. Uh, 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 Nathan. Evaldi's. We're going to ride it. And then we'll figure it out. We'll, figure, we'll, we'll cross our fingers when Chapman comes in. Leclerc we didn't know. A little shaky. But hey, he got the job done. 
So all across the board, these are two teams who just figured it out. They figured their way to the World Series. And now we'll see what happens. Now we'll see what happens. I'm rooting for the Rangers to win. But if I got to be unfiltered, be totally honest. It's a little love that I have in my heart for my boy, Benny Rooster. I do. I text him. Text him today. I gave him a little bit of words. Not that he need my words of encouragement, but I gave him a little words of encouragement. That's my boy. Love his family. When he was here, we had a great relationship. We talked all the time. I wish him nothing but the best. It's like one of those things where it's like, ah, I'm in DFW. I need the Rangers to win. I want the Rangers to win. But I'm like, go Pax. Go Diamondbacks. A little bit. Because I want my guy to win. I want my guy to win. I mean, and, and Bochy, you got three. You got enough. I'm sorry. Ah, the Rangers don't have one. It's a good point. It's a good point. Let's go, Rangers. <laughs> Let's go, Randy Rooster. But nonetheless, if you're a Rangers fan, watch. If you're if you're not a fan, watch. Support support those who support you. No matter what people say, no matter what the league does. Watch. Watch. Game one this Friday. Game one this Friday, seven o'clock East uh, Central Time. 7 o'clock Central Time. I don't know what station it's on. doesn't matter to me. Fox. Fox. Watch. All right, man. Uh, around the NBA a little bit. The disrespect. The disrespect. Who was? Well, he was. He was the second runner-up. I think the league got a little bit of fatigue. The league will get MVP voting fatigue. It happened in the WNBA because ain't no way in the world Adrian Wilson had been the WNBA uh, MVP. And I think Joel Embiid cried and pouted his way to an MVP. Finally, like, should have been Joker. Should have been Joker. But Joker said, you know what, that's cool. Don't have to give me the MVP of the league. I am just going to go win the championship and be the finals MVP. But the disrespect, the NBA jumped off last night with two games, Lakers and the Nuggets. The Lakers had to go and watch the Nuggets get their rings at home. Anthony Davis, never mind. Whatever. You don't have to worry about load management because you ain't even show up in the second half of that game. Whatever. And then it was the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. But as they're showing the marquee for TNT, LeBron, Steph, Greek Freak. Who was the fourth one? KD. LeBron, Steph. Freak, KD. You mean to tell me that whoever's doing these, and this is why this is this is sometimes Tatum, 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 LeBron, Curry, KD. Tatum, Tatum, look, Tatum, Tatum, LeBron, KD, and Steph. This is why you got to stop sometimes just hiring cheap help. By the way. If there's anyone that wants to come to work for Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, and you got a particular set of skills, holler at us. Holler at us. You looking for the intern hours? We're gonna proof. We're gonna proof the work before you put it out there, though. The disrespect for arguably, I think, the best player in the NBA. No Joker on the marquee. None. 
That's racist. Can I say that? No, it's not racist. But whoever is doing the, it's like the person who was doing the board at the Michigan State game and made Adolf Hitler a, a, a question. Uh, what? Who's running the boards? Who, who not checking this work? Who got these kids at these jobs, working these boards, doing these graphics, and the grown folks ain't checking the work? Charles Barkley went off about it. It was wrong. The Joker should have been on the marquee. Now I know watch watch when ESPN has their game, they're gonna make sure, they're gonna make sure that the marquee has Joker on it. But that's just that's foul. That is that's foul. And I'm gonna end with this. This is Y'all see the grades that I got in my. This is gonna be sage wisdom. Sage wisdom in the fact of the matter of this is a PSA to Micah Parsons. Okay? Micah, hell of a football player. One of the best athletes in the entire world. And this is not me telling you shut up and dribble. Nope, would never say that. Wouldn't say that at all. This is telling this is me telling you as someone who played in the same league that you played, never at your level, but now sits on the other side of the microphone. I love the fact that players are now more empowered than ever to do their shows and their podcasts. But what you have to understand is this. No matter how much you want things to be fairly done or or evenly done and the criticism to be the same across the board, one, it's never going to be. It's never going to be. And as someone who is so, still so young in your career, year three, and if I'm being completely honest, unfiltered, no hate, no shame, from being completely honest, haven't accomplished anything. Not a world champion, not a defensive player of the year. Like the, the outside of what's rookie of the year, haven't accomplished anything yet. Now I hope there is the, your future is far beyond bright. I mean, illuminating. But you are barking up a tree, and you're taking a stance that you will not win. I love the fact that you have a podcast. Make that money, bro. Make the money. Make all of the dollars. Make all of the bread that you can. But what you're slowly finding out is you're becoming the villain. And while I say you'll never win, there's one Micah Parsons podcast. There's one Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons has one voice. And every time you try to battle against the man, no, against the bigger networks, against everybody else, you now become public enemy number one. So when you have a performance like you did against the Niners and you don't show up at all, 
Guess who they coming after? And now you create another distraction for your football team. As a leader of your football team, what you want to do is you want to be at least of a distraction as possible. You give bullet bins more material to other teams. You, in your honesty, say that your rival is the number one team in the league. Certain things aren't for public consumption. You can say it amongst yourselves, amongst your boys, in the locker room, amongst your teammates, whatever. Like, oh, it really is nice, but don't say it publicly. But you're barking up this tree trying to do this defense of, well, my quarterback needs to be talked about in the same breath as the other quarterback. They need to be criticized. I get it. I'm with you. I, I understand. It ain't happening that way. It's been that way before you. It's going to be that way after you. And what you're doing now, while you think that you're making this great content and, and you're making yourself a villain, you're making yourself a distraction to your football team. Because what ends up happening now, reporters ask you, they ask your teammates, and when things begin to go bad, you got to answer for it. Because now you can't go and tuck your tail now. And you find yourself saying some things out of emotions. Sometimes you need to not say certain things at all. But once they get out there in the ether, once they get on open word free internet, don't go away. So I get it. Do your podcast. Make all of the money that you can possibly make. Because this lifespan in the NFL is short. But I'm telling you, with the way that you're approaching this thing, you're growing your villain status every single day. And when they come, pause, when they begin to attack, they're going to attack with vengeance. And it's not going to be a fun sight. So if, if, you, if you take anything from, from Big Bro is do your podcast, but lay off of trying to battle the, 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 the masses. That ain't your lane right now, bro. You got one voice. Lift every voice. No, you don't have enough voices. <laughs> They'll come at you. They'll win. They're going to win. You do a podcast one day for 45 minutes. They do a show every single day. Show after show after show after show. And it's a new group of people that do a show all day long. All day long on different networks. You'll lose. That's all I got, man. Thank you guys so much for being here with me. We outside. We outside. And if you think you're nicer than me, Come get these hands, metaphorically. Come get these hands. I appreciate you all for listening, man. Um, like, subscribe, share, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Mr. Fulton Long, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Fanatics Views. Go find, it, go find this show on YouTube. Listen at the gym. Listen in the yard while you're cutting the grass, while you're painting the house, while you're cleaning the gutters, while you're doing the laundry, while you're folding the clothes, while you're cooking dinner. Whatever it is, put your boy in. Put your boy in and let's rock out together. Remember, never let anyone tell you that their life is better than yours because, most importantly, it is your life. Eliminate the contingencies. We out!